0: On this snack, I wanted to talk about a a newer, new-ish band in the genre. We can't do one of their albums because they don't have anything from the early aughts. But uh, I think they're super cool. Have you guys heard Hot Mulligan? No,
1: but that's a good name. <laughs> the name's great.
0: It is, it really is a great
1: a name. It sounds um, like one of those uh, poop things. That's what it sounds like. Is, <laughs> does it have something to do with that? Like the old upper decker or the?
2: an
0: urban dictionary poop phrase. Yeah. That's yeah. what it sounds yeah. like. Kind of
1: <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, it reminds it me of our very first it time. It probably with, like, is. The a, <laughs> a hide-a-duke or the show-a-duke
0: where you put it in yeah. the tank. The mile high. That's when you climb to the top
1: of the, of the stall. The very first time we, the first night we were on tour with, uh, the guys from the stereo, they like came running outside. They're like, "We have to go right now." And we were like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Because we just did a was it a show a duke or a hide a duke? I don't remember."
2: oh man, I
1: think it was the show because I think that I'm was the pretty problem sure it was show because yeah. they were so mad at the venue because they didn't do like any of the things that they were supposed to. I'm pretty sure that they they like just left a turd on the floor in the bathroom or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "We got to get out of here." And we were like, "Who are these guys?" Yeah. But anyway hot Mulligan sounds like it would be one of those like I right, to figure out what
2: it is
0: so uh these guys they're they're just uh they're they're blowing up on the scene and and honestly I think their stuff is cool and I I think uh, you dudes would like it they've got a new er new ish June 15th single uh called drink milk and run and I think we should listen to it and discuss okay let's do it You're not-
1: I'm into it, Kyle. I think it's cool. It's dancey. It's
2: dancey, yes. You got that super sexy clown beat on the chorus, can't oh, go wrong. Yeah, circus sex beat.
1: This is weird <laughs> because I'm we're literally giving a take on something that I've only listened to one time. So that's kind of uh and you know, the the miracle of audio editing. Chris and I did just listen to the entire track. I know we only played thirty seconds right. here. Uh, but we did just listen to the whole track. I like it. I'm into it. The, it made me laugh several times and I heard Chris laugh too. <laughs> we were listening yeah. in tandem. Uh, there's some good kind of funny tongue in cheek lyrics in there too. Yep. So, that so these guys strap
2: slide got me. I liked it.
1: Uh, so <laughs> yeah, this is where it's weird. Okay. Cause obviously uh, the, you know, the, sound, the name of our podcast is finding emo, but it's such a hard thing to define, right? Because no one really ever claimed to be emo as we sort of always discuss on this podcast. But I think when you said the scene, Kyle, that's really yeah. kind of, more, that's a more apt, yeah. uh, cause this just feels like, you know, Oh, okay. If you like, you know, it's, it's not too hard of a stretch to get from point A to point B. It's like you like all of these other bands from, you know, this general sort of genre thread of emo or the scene that we kind of call it. And this fits right in, even though it's 20 years later. Well, hey, you know, this I song mean,
2: is uh, actually featured on one of my favorite Apple Music playlists. Uh, it's called Rising Grind. Ooh, it's just like pop punk and like emo core and stuff. And this song's actually on there this week.
1: I didn't so, know that Apple Music made good playlists, but mm, they oh, do all right. Sorry, no
2: one's saying that. This one's decent, though. <laughs> I recommend so, this one.
0: <laughs> so also, Blake, you got to keep in mind. Uh, Haley Williams just came out and taught us all that everything is emo. Oh, I didn't uh, hear this. What? what did she say? What is this? Yes, what no, is that's this? her podcast this? that put that pushed ours from oh, yeah, the hundredth right. emo podcast to like, the 100, 101st <laughs> emo podcast. No, but we were still before hers. But now we're. <laughs> but but getting... Haley says everything is emo, and you know what? Uh, I I think we kind of have to agree with her.
1: I'm okay with that. Do you know what I'm I'm mad about? Is Paramore announced a show in Oklahoma City? I was super excited. Uh, uh, told the girls about it, and then sold out before the presale was done, which I don't really understand. They were like, it's a fan presale, but yep. like, you know, immediately on StubHub, they were like minimum $200 up to so $1,000 $1, a piece for a general admission. So like guys, um,
0: we can go on the Parahoy cruise for a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why why am I going to stay in Oklahoma city for that, for that much?
1: Anyway. So if no, someone, no, you know, no. listening yeah, the whole has, ticket market's crazy. Yeah. If someone has tickets, Uh, Yeah, and then like Chris sent this article about, I guess, Ticketmaster is like trying this dynamic ticket pricing thing where, I guess, Bruce Springsteen tickets are like $4,000 for floor seats. And it's not scalping. It's literally like Ticketmaster going, well, there's a lot of people that want these tickets, (laughs) so we're going to charge you more money. And in some ways, I'm like, I would rather the band get that money than scalpers because they didn't do anything other than get there and make a bot that bought the tickets early. But
2: but contrast that with Billy Joel, who... Historically, doesn't sell tickets for his first two rows. And oh, will, no, like, yeah, bring that's people a great from the thing. back, yeah. And then you got Bruce Springsteen, whose kids play polo and crap. Like, does he really need another three thousand dollars? <laughs> uh, he's like, it's supposed to be like Americana, you know, like one of us. And no, no, I'm not, Guys, I'm not a fan. I just so, love,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> we're spiraling out of control, and I'm okay with it. Um, <laughs> it, because, because of it, um, I. I I want to say that I dig the song, but now I want to oh, say the song's great. Now I want to say, uh, going with what you're saying about you know the bands making more money off of tickets, I feel the exact same way about the vinyl market right now. Bands put out these limited pressings, and then these losers go and buy. Well, not losers, I guess entrepreneurs go and buy, you know, all the copies up, and then they sell them for hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, this isn't benefiting the band, so why not? Maybe if someone out there knows what the heck I'm talking about or why or why this happens, they could tell me, but it's so frustrating. It happens like, with
1: sneakers too, which I why why like don't they just make
0: more? They'll make more money that way.
1: I think I think actually the scarcity is better. I okay. I think yeah. they benefit by they don't really care who buys them. And I think when you do a smaller release like that, the fact that something is hard to get makes it more desirable and therefore it's, you know.
2: People I mean, I it, like get luxury it. Luxury
1: brands do this all there's the time. There
2: is some more, some more certainty to the uh, to the economics too. Like, we know if we only press a thousand of these, we're going to sell them out. So we can basically do the math and be like, all right, let's make it profitable. Yeah, because there is no bucks. reason like Nike
1: could sell a like a ton of shoes, like, but they only release X amount of them, and then a lot of them are like resellers that sell them for a lot more, and it just makes your brand worth more if you are like that. And so for the bands, they're probably thinking sort of a similar thing. I don't uh, know. I man. Press twice as many and make twice as much money because you're right. They're not making any money on that. Like Well, it seems so extreme with with vinyl. That's
0: my problem. So like oh, absolutely. I, so like uh I have a Ben I have a Ben Folds record rocking the suburbs. oh. And yeah, I'd love I was to just have looking I would I, uh well it's worth twelve hundred dollars right well, now. I'm not <laughs> 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 I mean Kyle, it's crazy. Me can, can, I can I get get twelve hundred thirteen
2: hundred Chris? Do you want any of this?
0: Hey, what's I mean? What's a
1: hundred bucks between
0: friends? Um, I want it,
1: but I'll just like you know, pop it on from my phone to the Apple TV and still enjoy listening to it in my living room.
0: I man, I I feel like surely these people are going to re-release stuff. Maybe maybe that's the old man in me that's like ah, I, you know, Target's going to put out a copy. <laughs> they will.
1: <laughs> probably probably not of uh, maybe Rocking the Suburbs. I don't know. I mean that. I feel like they only do things that are like have sold a million records. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: You're probably right.
1: T-Swift. I see, yeah. I see like Taylor Swift and Coldplay there. Yeah. They're more of a surefire La La La. thing at Target.
0: Hey, um, you know, going right along with this, I was going to say about Hot Mulligan's vocalist. Um, that dude... To me, when he's singing, sounds a little bit like Kenny Vasoli from The Starting Line. I can hear like that when he's actually. using his singing yeah. voice, yeah. and then he has this really cool scream. You guys should check out you You should check out their record that came out before this. It's super cool. I will say that like he's his thing seems to be that like throw in that that high scream, and it's it's cool, but also he's got a. Killer singing voice. So
1: I'm just looking at their tracks. They've got a song called "Featuring Mark Hoppus," and it and it doesn't feature Mark
0: Hoppus. How brilliant that is, is that? That is
1: the funniest. Like that is such a funny kind of own of the genre. At the featuring I mean, Mark Hoppus because he is kind of our. Um, he's, Kind of our uh P D. <laughs>
0: oh my god, he is.
2: He just like comes into song, He's like, hey, you want to sell an extra hundred K of his record? Just oh, let me pop in here, knock this out in one take Oh, uh, that All is right.
1: definitely that hits a little close to home. Yeah, that's kind of everyone <laughs> featuring Mark Office. Oh man, these guys have made me laugh like three times. I've just listened to one yeah. song and read one other song's title, so I'm definitely uh giving these guys a further. Kyle
2: literally, uh, in my entire life, has never steered me wrong. If he says, Hey, check out this song, it's a guaranteed banger every time. Hey, thanks.
0: I
1: well, I uh, gotten into the screaming, yeah, but we'll see
0: about that. You'll, you'll be fine. Well, it's kind—it's the thing he's doing in that song,
2: okay? Like that, where I'm he gets
0: you know, going on, like, in that song where yeah. he's stra- he's like doing the strain oh, type yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, more of a, that's yeah, his yeah. version, but but like he really does it a lot. Their out there, album from 2020, you'll be fine. Check that out. Uh, I'm certain that if anybody listening is listening to this kind of music, they know this band and they and they love them.
1: So, all right, good recommendation, Kyle. Thanks.
0: Yeah.